Welcome to the Nothing to Something podcast, the podcast that has been put together for you guys to gain insight into real people, telling real stories through their real struggles towards achieving real success. Today we've got a special one, guys. We've got an online coach who has had 30 plus top three placings for her team or clients. Today's guest is also a competitive athlete who has currently done 10 figure shows, two physique shows, had seven British final invites, who was the Two Bros 2020 British figure champ and is the 2022 Arnold Classic UK women's physique champ. Now that is a rap sheet and a mouthful if I do say so myself. Today guys we have Maz of Maz Maria Fitness. Enjoy. Maz, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good again. Very, very well. Thank you. Very, very well. Proper excited for this one. We have a lot of shared interests, common interests, um, shared passion. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you from early doors. I've seen you pre-superstar, pre-champion, pre-whole yeah. list of achievements. So it'll be interesting to see how you've got to your current state. Yeah. So first and foremost, Maz, for those who are listening who don't know you, just give us a little insight into you, where it all started and where you are current day. So I think when we first met, you was my manager. Um, I was already based at Pure Gym Runner. Um, I was, I'd say I was a successful PT. I was one of them that got straight onto paying full-time rent. Um Back then, I was a bit of a tear away, as in I like to go out and party. Lost my way a little bit, but I went to Ibiza, come back as a bodybuilder, and then <laughs> five years down the line, I've done 12 shows, I'm an online coach, and I've never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one. And that is it in a nutshell, that is a nutshell. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so what, what happened in Ibiza? Oh no, it's just, it was the third time I'd been and it was like, growing up, um, it was about time, it had to happen. So obviously it was all, I was really um, well into the gym, well into the PT side of things, but on a weekend I'd shut up, shut up shop and off I went, but obviously, well I was 29 then, so obviously I had two kids anyway, it was just... Somewhat lit up, and I was just there. There we are. I think I got a coach. I went to Ibiza in the September, and I got a coach myself just to tidy up my diet because just to make myself accountable. Because obviously, we all know what to eat, but start checking in with a coach. And then since then, so November 2017, I've never ate off plan. <laughs> wow. So, wow yeah <laughs> and that, that's coming from somebody who likes to think he's quite dedicated to the cause well that that's impressive yeah, I used to teach them fat burn classes so my wednesday fat burn class it was like everyone was like to the door it was that full but before i went in there i'd eat six hobnobs wow. <laughs> so yeah i love my food but i wanted so my, so my coach what it was was i said I want to look like I compete, but I never want to compete. And then within like 10 weeks, I'd signed up for my first show because obviously you pushed me towards it. 
And then here we yeah, are. The passion took over from there. Do you know what? That's yeah. It's really intriguing that you talk about you getting a coach. I see so much with successful people that the student becomes the master, so to speak. So I'm assuming yeah. your coach had a pivotal part in the person you've become today. Absolutely. I mean, um, with the diet side of things, I think the, even when you pass your PT and all the years I did with, because I, I went to college doing sport, I did athletics from a child and then you, you can't, you learn on the job, don't you? No matter how many textbooks you read, unless you actually put it into practice, it falls on deaf ears. So as I obviously, my coach is telling me what to do and what to eat and then I see how my body was responding, that's how I learn. And then obviously I've gone into further doing nutrition course later on myself on top of the PT and obviously how many preps I've done and then clients have jumped on and have prepped them for shows and it's just learning constantly. And even today I've still got a coach. Um, obviously I, I did leave that coach because... And needed to progress a bit further, mm. um, and obviously to get me better. But so, like now, I've got I'm with Shelby Stans, who's one of the best for women's physique. So even to this day, I still check in every week, even though I think I know it all. I'm still learning something every day. <laughs> no, that's uh, massive credit to you there, massive credit, and the humility as well to still have a coach and still, as you've just stated there understand that we never stop learning we can always grow we can always become yeah. better so let's just dial it back a little bit from there maz and let's go all the way back to your upbringing so pre-training pre-anything back to when you were a kid how was your childhood how was family life well i'm the eldest of six so it was first up best rest <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's just a normal family we all did sport so even so I was the first one to, obviously as the eldest, so I was the first one to get involved in athletics from like 10. And then all my brothers and that, they all followed too. But I was more of a taking part that counts. <laughs> um, I, I, was, I was good, but I just took part. Um, but my coach kind of pushed me towards coaching. So from 15, I was, I was actually in the paper for being England's youngest athletics coach. Um, okay, starting you know, young. My, my little fat head, because um, <laughs> I like my food then. But yeah, um, and then I went on to doing Hotwoodall, I went on to do the sport course there. But even in school, so I was so disciplined. I used to train five times a week at athletics. And before school, I used to get up at 5am, 5pm, 5am. My dad would drive up the road for me to... I'd be running, I'd catch up to him, then he'd run a, drive a little bit further and do like a five-mile run before school. Wow. So, but it's only, obviously now, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing then. Like, that's just what I did. But it's only now, it's like reflecting on how much, like, drilled I am now. I realise that I've always been a weirdo. <laughs> 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 it's been really intimate from being a kid. But, yeah, I mean, like, my mum and dad... I used to train five times a week, but there was never a time where I wanted to go out or do anything. I'd be grounded. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to miss training. If it fell on Christmas Day, I'd be there at the track. And it's just the same now. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like mum and dad have had a profound impact on you there. And it sounds like they've, yeah, uh, they've laid the seeds, laid the foundations for what's come later in life to some degree. 
Absolutely, yeah. Oh, nice one, nice one. And you're from obviously from Manchester. Mentioned Hotwood Hall there. Um, yeah, finest city in the world, as I tell everyone all the time. Um, yeah, we're as to the Manx. Certainly, best city in the world, hands down. <laughs> so fast forward from there, out of the childhood, you've already had what sounds like big sporting backgrounds. The fact that yeah. you're running. 5Ks and all that with, with dad driving the car. Like, I thought I was doing bits until we've had this conversation. Like, you've been out running this morning. It's like, yeah. Or do you know, like, when obviously, like, 15, 16, you start going out and stuff and everyone's drinking in the park. I they all used to be calling me boring and all that. And I used to sometimes I used to go, oh, why don't I? But I'm glad I never did because it set the foundations for where I am today. No, so even. Early on in adult life, like I had my kids young and lost my way a little bit, but then it's obviously when I've come away from that side of things and you look back and it's like, wow, they're still all doing that. You know what I mean? It's like, so I'm thankful for my mum and dad pushing me like that and then losing my way to realise what's what I don't want and then where I am today. And it's just a start, you know, I'm excited to keep going so just keep pushing myself certainly certainly i like your reference to the mistakes there as well i'm always one for telling people to go out and make mistakes understand what doesn't work for you understand what you don't like in order to find out what you like and what does work and, and fine-tune from there so no that sounds mean when you're talking about being so strong-minded in regards to peer pressure there as a youngster so were you, were you quite strong-minded from an early age then before before sort of getting into adulthood yeah. A six, you have to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I have. It's like if I decide to do something, I'm very stubborn. Um, even when I started out um, with my coach, even like when I'm doing well as a PT, there's like other people, there's all little digs and people trying to put you down. It's usually off people that aren't doing so great. And it's just down to jealousy or not understanding you or understanding what you're trying to achieve. They've never been there, done that, so they don't know the good feeling. So in my head, when I first started out, it was, so I'd post every meal. And if I didn't post every meal, I'd think in my head that someone was watching, thinking, ah, she's not eating that today. So it's just my way of ticking over. And I like to prove I'm doing it and what can be done and stick up the visa anyone if anyone is hating they're probably not but it's my way of i like to prove what can be done if that makes sense oh, i love it i love it whatever works for you and pushing those boundaries as well certainly pushing those boundaries so it it sounds like to people who don't quite get the industry get the fitness i'm just talking about fitness in general and being in decent shape and adhering to diets and yeah. training routines never mind the extreme athlete side of it that, that you've um, achieved over recent years, yeah. it can sound like you're a little bit obsessive. And I know I've been there. Yeah. I've counted calories. I still track a little bit to this day and try and stay in shape and that even though I'm not competing. How do you see it? Is it is it is it an obsession? Is it a mental thing? Is it something that... Yeah, I think to be at my level or beyond, even anything in life like... If you want to excel at something, you need to obsess. And I always say to my clients, like, if you're going to try and save for a mortgage, do you put 50p a week away? Or do you put every bit of your life savings away? 
where you're going to be in six months' time, are you still going to be putting them 50p's away or you know, forever not get that house or you're going to be buzzing at how much you've saved? And it's with anything you've got to give it your all or what's the point? I mean, there's balance in life and you can have the balance. But when clients, for example, if you're not happy where you want to be, where you are, you have to go to that extreme of having that obsession and forgetting about what you want right now and think about what you want in the future. And the more you stop fucking about with, you know, falling off and getting back on and things like that, if you just give it your all for six months, then you can put that balance in. Then you can be, wow, look what I've achieved. And before you know it, you realise what you can achieve and you know, you, you push the bar, the bar raises and you want more and you want more. You're never satisfied. So, yeah, you are obsessed, but there's worse obsessions to have. <laughs> 100%. I, I, love you. I absolutely love that. I love that. And the, the slight reference there to compound interest. I think for most people who aren't successful in their journeys, regardless of whether it's physical or any sort of success that people are adhering to, it tends to be that initial period. People can't adhere yeah. to the initial, to the start. Everyone's excited. Mm. So even, like, say January's coming up and everyone jumps on the bandwagon and New Year's resolutions and first two to three weeks, everyone's buzzing. And then it gets to work's a bit stressful. People are a bit skin. You think, oh, sod it, I'm not going again tonight. And then before you know it, you're back where you was. And then it's hard and you, it's just a downhill spiral. And then we'll start again Monday. How many Mondays have been and gone? It's just same bullshit story. <laughs> I'm with you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And you're starting <laughs> from scratch when you could have had all that compound interest in the bank. Absolutely. You never regret it when it's done. So once you get there, get it done. There you go. Done, Take note. We'll, we should put it on a plaque. Let's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put a little Masmaria fitness at the bottom of it. No, I love yeah, that. I love that. Now, another thing that I'd say we have in common, although probably yourself a little bit more than myself, is we both lean into when? suffering. So I use this term semi-frequently. And once again, whether we're talking mentally, physically, cognitive load, work life, home life, there's an easy way and there's a tough way. Yeah. And I think certain people willfully go the tougher way. You lean into suffering yeah. purposefully in an aid that you know it's going to hurt, but it's going to be better coming out the other side. Any message for the people who struggle to lean into that suffering? Well, nothing grows in the comfort zone, does it? Does it? It's just literally shit days come, days are hard. But when I always say, like, if a client struggles and they're like, oh, this has happened, this is that. Just look at your fucking feet. You're still standing. You know, you've got to just crack on. Everyone's had shit. It's like, you know, this is you've got two legs. A lot of people don't. So it's, it frustrates me. <laughs> and people are fucking mad asses. Yeah, crack on. Crack on. It is. It's, you've just got to just crack on, haven't you? It's like, what's the worst can happen? I mean, with regards to, like, my comps and stuff like that, I do feel if I'm not suffering, like, obviously, say when I've got to do the stairs for two hours a day, and, you know, if that's what it takes to get that little bit of fat off, and then I think, oh, I might just, my coach won't know, 
And then I'll just sit back and think, well, what will that overall winner be doing? It's like, no, it's a competition. I want to be the best. So I've got, if I've got that chance, I've got to be doing what the pros are doing. So it's just, that's what drives me forward for it. And just, and then once you get that little bit more and you wake up the next day and you have survived, you know, you can go again. So it's just repeating it. It's repetitive and I don't know, obviously I'm addicted to it. <laughs> 12 shows later. <laughs> no, smashed it. You've absolutely smashed it. Watching it from the outside, it's, it's an inspiration to a hell of a lot of people. I know it yeah. is. So keep doing what you're doing. Just referencing back to your, did you say two hours on the stairs then? Mate, it was hanging. Two hours on the <laughs> stair, master. Well, um, I'll do an hour in the morning fasted and then an hour later on, Oof. like post-workout. So to anybody who's listening Luckily, to this, who's moaning about going to do a bit of a walk or a 5K or try getting on the stairs uh, for two hours a day. Oh, it's disgusting. Seven days a week. At one point, well... Say the last four weeks of my, sh my comp prep, I was on 700 calories, zero carbs. I used to have to look at, so obviously I'm not putting it out there and saying that's healthy. It is an extreme sport, just to put it out there as a disclaimer. But to get the conditioning that I had to get, you know, I had to go above and beyond what anyone would think was normal. And at some points, I'd look at my legs and just to tell them to move. Do you know, if I had to walk across the room because that's things weren't clicking and things weren't functioning, and I had to like, it's like it's crazy what I had to go through. But again, you stand on stage, worth it, one hundred percent. So yeah, I'd do it again. I, I, I can only imagine <laughs> the feeling. Can only imagine the feeling that you get being up there and, and winning the way you have done over recent years. Um, like Mazda said there, it's not, uh, she has put the disclaimer in, it's not for everyone. I'm assuming when you get yeah. to that stage, Mazda, you've got to know your body, you've got to listen to the way you're feeling, you've got to be wary of Absolutely. hydration that's and health. Right. And, yeah. yeah, I think that's why it's good as well that I have a coach, even though, so I had six clients competing on the same day as me. So obviously my job was to get them ready, but I had my coach that I pay to be the mastermind to tell me what to do. Um, I probably myself wouldn't have pushed myself that much if I, I didn't do that to my clients. But again, they're not in women's physique. They are, Davina's the closest one to me and she's in figure and she doesn't need to come in as hard. Um, and she was fully fed, dead happy, actually shared a hotel room with me, um, carved up to the max. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's got better genetics than me. <laughs> I was like eating dust, but yeah, um, it's not it's not for the faint-hearted. But again, I'm here for it. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I bet you've built some lifelong friends with those clients you're talking about who you've taken through the journey there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Right. Let's let's dial it back a little bit to where we started. So, you have you got family, partner, yeah. kids. Yeah. You've got numerous yeah. clients, some of which are competing. You're competing at an yeah. elite level and taking it to extremes, as we've just discussed. I'm intrigued yeah. to know how you balance all this efficiently and consistently. As me personally, I like to think I'm a high-performing person. Got two kids, youngest of which is very young yeah. right now, is just about to turn 10 months. 
obviously got a partner working 40 to 50 hours a week in a job, doing a bit of coaching on the side. It's demanding. The cognitive load, never mind the physical and training on top of it, is enough to wear anybody down, in my personal opinion. I think I'm quite strong-minded, but it gets you yeah. and I start having to drop things off and this has to go, that has to go because I can feel the demand it's having on me cognitively. How are you balancing all that? And you're still doing something so physically demanding as well as the cognitive and you've been doing it for such a prolonged period. I think obviously supportive partner, that's a bigger because he understood, he like when we went together like six and a half years um, and that's probably when I it's when I first started at Pure Gym we got together so I was already as a PT but I wasn't taking my training so in extreme but he had friends in the past that had bodybuilded so he understood what you know what's needed what the routine is and things like that Um so him obviously he's into his training and stuff he won't compete because it's a shit bag but um when I get moody, not fed and things like that, it's really good because he doesn't argue back. So then it makes me question how I'm talking to him. So I'll just get on a walk, you know, we've got that balance there. Um, again, with my kids, like I had Lewis at 19 and Regan was four years later. So it's literally, Lewis is starting hot dog next in September, doing a sport course, taking after his mum. Um, and Reggie's just turned 11 yesterday, so it's literally, they're older now, I can do my life, you know, when I was saying that though, when, so when I was, after having Regan, my youngest, I was six months into my maternity leave, and I started working at Fitness First, because full-time, as like a sales manager, because I was like, there's no way. I'm not, I've never been a sit down mum, you know, I've all, I like to be busy. Um, even now, like if things are quieting down and stuff like that, I'm like, right, what can I do? I've even hoovered my house twice today. It's like, <laughs> I've got to keep going, you know, is I can't sit still. But things of like managing it, like, yeah, we have a lot of clients, but the checking in over the seven days, you know, I evenly spread my workload out. I'm not, um, and I always train, I always, all my clients have to check in by 10am, otherwise, back of the list, you know, I'll get back to you when. So I have a good relationship with my clients with regards to, they know when they need to check in, they always check in on that day. Um, and then I'm at my desk from 4am pretty much every day. And people think, but I can't sleep past then, I am in bed by 8 PM, you know, so I get a good sleep. I'm up body clock. I don't even ever set an alarm. I'm just sat here, send all my clients a motivational quote every morning. And then that's then like, that's their open book. Then if they've got an issue, they message me. I've got my clients checking in. Well, so I'll get a few clients checking in by till like half six. And then the, that's the eager ones all checked in. I have a bit of a break where I know the lazy asses are like trying to get on a few walks and stuff before they step on the scales, <laughs> you know, the, them sort. Um, I've been there. Um, so that time, that's when I can get my kids sorted for school. 
And then I'm back at my desk by 8am. I've got a two-hour window there where I'm on it with my work. And then I'm back at the, I'm at the gym for 11am doing my session, doing what I need to do. Back at my desk by 3pm, answering anything I need to do. Obviously, when I've got to do programming and things like that, I'll have to put that in my day. But it literally, because I'm so repetitive with my day-to-day, it just all falls hand in hand. The night before, I'm writing a to-do list. If I don't have a to-do list, it makes me nervous. It's like I've got to be ticking something off. There isn't anything like I can function without things ticked off. So, yeah, it's, it's easy. I find it really easy what I do. It's because, like, I don't I don't go out. Like, I don't socialise so much. But, you know, I'm 34. It's like you don't go out anymore like that. When I see friends, it's nice, yeah. But... Me being out, that's my sacrifice from what I really want to do. And I literally only go to different <laughs> events or see people when I feel like I have to. So, like, my best mate <laughs> was her baby shower the other week. And loads of excuses coming out of my ears, but I couldn't do it so well. <laughs> and when I got there, I absolutely loved it. But I was buzzing that I was back at my desk when it finished. <laughs> But yeah, no, and yeah, I, don't, I find it really like I know my days crazy. People think, but if it wasn't crazy, I don't know what I'd be. I don't know where I'd be. No, that that's a that's a fantastic insight. Honestly, it's doesn't sound easy. So kudos on what you're doing. It's obviously it, it works for you. Yeah, when I first started, um, obviously I took on a few online clients as I was still a PT at the gym. Um, And honest to God, when I first set one up, I think it took me about five hours to set one plan. And I remember sat there with my iPad, like, on a Word document, and it was just like, you know, when you think back. But now, it's just like, it's just second nature. It's just so easy. But 2019, I actually left the gym one-to-ones, um, which felt fucking brilliantly with regards to obviously when the world all shut down. Um, I was a full-time online coach, so I'd already built my business up then. And obviously when all the gyms shut and things like that, I feel quite fortunate that I was able, I'd already set everything up. And then my job then was making sure my lifestyle clients, so to speak, were doing burpees and everything else and getting out on a run and, it was my bread and butter, you know, you've got to make it work. So I see, I got through that and then it just expands all the time. And I, don't, I never have a client that leaves me on bad terms. You know, people come and go, but they always come back when they need me or, um, you know, when, when, they, when they've got a new goal or they've got a bit more money and things like that. I've just got, I've got clients that have been with me from 2016 when I left the gym online clients now so i think i've just got that sort of like relationship with them and i just love my job so it comes through and they buy into it it does it does honestly speak from experience your passion for it 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 shines through i've seen firsthand as well how passionate you are about getting your clients results which at times can come across a little bit i'm gonna put this a little bit aggressive you better do them steps you better get them calories burnt but it's quite evident that you're quite that you're as passionate about getting them results as you are about getting yourself results 
So yeah, no, congratulations on having the routine nailed down. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I um not got my week or my day-to-day -day filled anywhere near as much as you've just expressed right there, but at times it can get a lot. Um, I find that if one thing goes, then it's a snowball effect and a few things can knock on off the back of that. Are you at a stage now? Is, is that why you don't want to do anything outside of the routine? I literally hate anything out of the routine. Um, it is, it's down to obsession again. I know it is, but it's what makes me tick. And I literally don't even go into like a different gym or going on holiday, for instance. I just, I can't do it. Like if we went away, last time I went away was Mexico in 2019. And I took my MacBook with me and worked every day because <laughs> I just can't not. And like I've put off going away again because even then I just made it was an all inclusive. I don't drink anyway, but it was I still let me egg whites in the morning and I'm sat there judging everyone else fully getting the money's worth. And it's like you don't need to be like that miserable cow. So I just eliminate myself from that sort of scenario just can't do it i can't sit still makes me feel sick the thought of sitting by a beach and sipping cocktails i just couldn't do it i need to know where the nearest gym is <laughs> or getting on walks where he'll moan them because he he'll lose weight so it's like yeah. i'm just fucking constantly the tail but i love it <laughs> no, active super active no best way to be at some stage though you're gonna have to start thinking forward towards retirement and what downtime looks like from us just bear that in mind going uh, forward I, I will when i'm not bodybuilding because i'll have to find another rubber <laughs> yeah. when my body can't take it no more yeah. but yeah for now i'm good another obsession i'm sure you'll excel at that one as well with how obsessed you are um, you just yeah. talked there, Maz, about not drinking. Do you not drink at all? No alcohol? No. Um, well, I uh, when So since 2019, um, my best mate Seth that I mentioned before, it was her engagement party last week, last year, sorry. Um, and that's when I went to that, had a few gins. And then I was, I wasn't actually too bad. I was fine. Um, I made sure it was my rest day the day after and stuck to plan <laughs> and cracked back on the day after that. But then um, after my show this year, because last year I literally like, I had that one social gathering and I didn't do anything. So because now I'm taking next year off stage because I need to grow, um, I don't plan to get on stage till 2024. So I've said to myself to try and be a bit more sociable, make time for others um so i did go out for jess and jen's remember little jess banks um <laughs> she trains with me still sometimes um but i went out for their birthday after my show um which was a brunch but by 10 p.m i was ringing chelsea and ordering me pizza because <laughs> i was allowed to cheat me up i was back in bed and then the next day i was back on my plan so it's literally like occasions that I want to make sure I do. Um, so this Friday, I've got my client's Christmas party coming up. So back in the PT days, every year, every summer would have like a gathering and every Christmas would have like a Christmas party. Um, so this is the first one I've done since 2018. Um, so this is me making 
more of an effort to be normal, trying to fit it in, but see if I live and tell the tale after Friday. <laughs> oh, enjoy it. I'm sure you'll have a great time. Um, yeah. I, I don't drink off, not drank in about four months recently. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that you're factoring it in. You're thinking about it. You're thinking ahead. You're processing it. So It's more so, like, yeah, it's more so thinking of giving back the time to people that understand that I'm prepping and, you know, still supporting my journey because... When I'm saying, I know a lot of my friends now would like, they won't even invite me because the anxiety I get of how many excuses I need to give, like that's how I used to feel back in the day where now I'm just a straight point blank no, um, and they understand that. So I think I need to just give that a little bit more back because they're my cheerleaders at the mm. show, you know. So it's just you've got to meet in the middle sometimes. And while I have got that time, not going on stage and I'm not prepping, it is, I hate to say it, but have a little bit of life balance. No, certainly. Um, certainly. That's what I'm trying to do. No, it sounds good. Striking that balance sounds good. So, current success, um, you smashed it. Again, looking from the outside in, uh, you come a hell of a long way. You've done a hell of a lot in this game. I'm assuming you've got plans for the future that are going to take you to another level, knowing Maz. Yeah. <laughs> and looking back from where, from where you are now, is there anything you'd change? Anything you do differently? Started younger, um, as in my bodybuilding and the fitness side. Because from, so I did, I mentioned earlier, I did college. And so I wanted to go into um, sport development and helping kids and stuff like that. Because... Um, Obviously, I did the athletics coaching and things, but coming from Moston, there's a lot of underprivileged, you know, families, kids, and obesity and stuff like that. So that is the road I wanted to go down. It's not the road I'm in now, but I do think when I'm not bodybuilding and can put my time and efforts into one place, I think that's the road I'll go back down. Um, so obviously, that's what I initially went to college for. But then having my kids young, it kind of steered me away. I had to just go out and earn the money, get a full-time job. Um, and it wasn't until Reg was about four, I got onto my PT course because I wasn't PT qualified. Um, I worked in gyms and stuff, gym managers and things like that, but never, I didn't even want to be a PT <laughs> um, at that point in my life. But it just fell hand in hand with, obviously working me hours around kids and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would have definitely got into the fitness side of things and the sports side of things and not let myself go as much as I did because um, I think I'd be a lot further in the career I'm in now, um, you know, if I started, started before I was 29. Oh, understandable. Understandable. You come a hell of a long way, regardless. Yeah. Um, right, Maz, we're going to break it down now into some questions. What I'll do every podcast, hopefully, give us an insight into the same things for different people. So, first question is I know you've run us through this briefly already, but to summarize your morning routine for us, morning routine tends to be something that most successful people have in common. Something's going on regimented in the morning. How does your morning look? So, 
I wake up before my alarm. I literally, so my alarm's set up set for five. Um, I'm downstairs by like half four each morning, sending my, my morning quotes on WhatsApp and I have to, it only lets me send five at a time. So I literally sit there through every single one of them with one eye open. <laughs> Sometimes send it to my dad if he's in my chat. <laughs> um, and then obviously crack on with my working day. Um, I think when, so going back to when I used to say when I was like gym manager and I used to have to be in what I used to attend seven shift. I used to think, God, how am I getting up for half seven in the morning? But now, if Charles tries to stay in bed till half seven, the Uber's out, he's getting shouted at, fat lady trap jokes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I think it is just part of anyone successful, I guarantee they're up before the birds. With you, with you. And what time do you go to bed out of interest if you're getting up at that time? I'm struggling to keep my eyes up past open past seven PM. <laughs> okay. My kids booming. You know now Lewis is fifteen. He's like, Can I stay out till half nine? I was like, No, I'm gonna need to go to bed. And he's like, It's tight. He literally tries to stay at his dad's just so he can stay out a little bit later. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, right. Next no. question is what percentage of the time are you on it? Now, this one's going to be intriguing with you after the, the, the conversation that we've just had. So I'll put a bit of context behind this. Um, there's a book, don't know if you've read it, called Eat That Frog. It's referenced a little bit in there. It's referenced by numerous highly successful people. Dan Pinya being one of them who's a multi-billionaire. You have a list of what you'd like to achieve, both personal and professional. If you are on it, what you are doing adheres to one of those lists. What percentage of the time are you on it and contributing towards your future goals? And what time, what percentage of the time is wasted? Honestly, there ain't a minute that goes by where I'm not working towards like even a business or my bodybuilding daily, even TV. I don't, I watch podcasts. Like, there's literally, I don't watch any crap. I don't have time. But when I do sit down, I sit down watching bodybuilding um, YouTubes, that Fuad, obsessed with him. <laughs> and just literally, that's all I do. And I'll be working. I'm pretty, like, every day. Like, there isn't, I'm never not on it. I, I don't even, I don't like want to sound like a twat, but it's just, I don't want to, I don't do anything other than what, I, like, I'm either, so I work seven days a week, they're in and at any point of the day or any point of the year where my clients can't contact me, so, and if someone goes quiet where I'm on the ball with them, if I don't see someone's social media like, like they normally are, I'm like, yo, where are you today? You know, like, I'm just constantly, even though, even if I'm just on Instagram, like, it's watching everyone, what, like, everything is always contributing to my business or my bodybuilding. Um, I've just realised I'm obsessed. <laughs> no, it's, it's quite evident. It's quite evident. I'll be honest, Maz. Um, I knew off the, well, from knowing you anyway, but off the back of this conversation, I knew that was going to be a high percentage, but 
I don't think we'll get anyone on the podcast who's committed a higher percentage of the time than that. We're talking 95% plus. You're on it. And it's like there isn't anything else. It's like when, pe like when people go, oh, God, do you eat that all the time? And it's like if I look at another meal, like um, what if I eat that now, where's that going to take me tomorrow? Like that's how my mind works. Like obviously there'll be times where like once a week now in the off season where I'm allowed a cheat meal. But even then, like, my favourite food of all time is pizza. But the only time I'll eat that is post-show when I'm not depleted and my body needs it. Like, now, I'll order, yeah, I'll be normal that one Saturday night, but I'll order a chicken wrap with rice. And I've, I don't even have, a, like, a diet drink. I drink my water with it. Charles goes, you're crazy. But it's just anything that I'm doing, like, even... I like to go on a bit of a walk, but now I'm trying to grow. I've had to cut that back because it's just counterproductive. There's literally, there isn't anything that I do that's not going to contribute towards where I want to be. It's, yes, I'm mental. <laughs> no, it sounds full on. Do, do you think there's ever, do you think there'll ever come a stage or has there been a stage being so consistently on it where you start to give, where you start to waver, where you think, this is too much. I just need a break. Nah, because I, I want to be like my business. That's my bread and butter. That's to feed my kids. So that has constantly got a tick. If you know, self-employed, if you're not earning, if you're not working, you're not earning. So it's literally like, that's my drive there. But with regards to my bodybuilding, like I'm not, I don't look at the other amateurs anywhere in the UK, I look at the Olympians and I critique myself on their routine, their day-to-day, -day, how they're looking on their check-ins and I'm scrutinising myself because that's where I want to be. So until I'm there, until I'm stood with them big girls, I, you know, get back in your box and crack on. They've done the work. It's like, it's just how I am. Devoted to the cause. Absolutely devoted. Um, so next question. One tip for yourself 15 to 20 years ago, before all this came about, before the obsession, before you became an athlete, before you started eating the same thing every day, before you started thinking everything towards one common goal, what piece of advice would you look back and give now? Stop going on benders. <laughs> <laughs> nice and straightforward. There you go. <laughs> nah, I'd work, like, I've always been a grafter. I've always been hardworking. Um, you know, growing up, like my mum had two jobs, like to feed six kids. It's just, you know, my work ethic has always been there. Um, but on a weekend, I'd be in the same circles that everyone else is in going out and if it was a time where the kids were at the grandma's for the weekend or when we split with the kids dad if you know it was with them i'd go out friday come back sunday it's like i think it's obviously it's part of growing up and it's made me realize like i said earlier like the life i don't want to live you know I, I don't regret that because i had some fucking good some, some good times <laughs> but 
you grow up, don't you? Um, I'd literally, I would say, like I said, I just want to start what I was doing earlier, find my feet and my purpose earlier on in life. Um, and believe in yourself, because I think a lot of times where I'd go to the gym and feel stupid and I'd start just doing the cardio, but then I'd go home and eat the chipper. <laughs> and, you know, just the usual common factors of someone's life, you know, them try, them journeys where they're trying and then you're starting to get munder. Um, I think if I would have pushed myself and pursued it a little bit more, I would have been where I am now a lot sooner. Fair play. Fair play. And then the last one from me, you have the opportunity to sit down to dinner with three people, past or present, dead or alive, with the aim of making your future as successful as possible. What three people would you choose? Oprah. Oprah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. We have a curveball there. Um... Hmm. That's hard, that. Put you on the spot. Paula Radcliffe. She was like my hero growing up. Yeah. With me after six. And then probably Conor McGregor because he's a nutter. <laughs> Still got that side to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can get yeah. down with them three. I can get down with them three. You can certainly take something from each one. So uh, not a bad yeah. choice there, not a bad choice at all. And that about wraps us up. Just to summarise, Maz, you are an inspiration. You are very okay. full on, as I've said. You make me feel like I need to up my game. And I'd like to think of myself yeah. as a... <laughs> I like to think of myself as committed to the cause. I like to think of myself as driven. But there's levels to this. And every now and again, you speak to someone who makes you want to level up. So congratulations yeah. on everything you've achieved so far i know you've got a hell of a lot yeah. more to come keep pushing keep supporting those clients and just before we go just let the listeners know where we can find you what your social handles are etc yeah so it's mass maria fitness on instagram um and coach by Maz also on my instagram so give us a follow i've also got my youtube which is i tend to do my preps on there. So it's got quite a few videos on there. And um, that's just Maz Maria Fitness on YouTube. And some more, I will be putting some more um, uploads on there, trying to be normal this year. So like I've said, so get on there and watch that as well. That was a nice one. So that'll give us an insight into life of a competitive athlete. And for anyone who's yeah. wanting to be coached, who's wanting to see a little bit more of what this life is like or wanting to take things to another level, you've got the social handles. I'll add them in just below the video as well for anybody who wants to give you a follow. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Mas. Oh, cheers, Mark. And you. See you yeah. in a bit. <laughs>